Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Simple Home Podcast. I am so honored that you're here with me today and can't wait to get started with this episode. In case you don't know me, my name is Jenna and I love to share tips and tricks that I've been learning along the way to help simplify motherhood in some way. So I'm really glad that you've joined us here today to listen. Now, if you haven't already, please go follow me on Instagram. I'm at Jenna Arvidson on Instagram because I have just enjoyed so much connecting with each of you in the DMs. So make sure you say hi to me, send me a little message and say, hey, I listened to the podcast so I can say hi back and we can get to know each other a little bit more. I know it's crazy for me to keep asking you to come to Instagram, but that is where I love to hang out. And it's so much fun to get to connect with you and start to build a real community. So if you haven't already, I don't know what you're waiting for. (laughs) Go over, follow me there and send me a little message so that I know you're there and can chat with you more. Okay, now that I said all that, I want to let you know about a little giveaway I'm doing and want you to be in on it. So I'm going to be sending some snail mail to one lucky winner, um, a surprise in the mail. And who doesn't love a little surprise in their mailbox? So I hope that you enter. It's super simple to do. All you have to do is go subscribe to the Simple Home Podcast. You can do that anywhere that you listen to the podcast on Google or iTunes or wherever you listen, you can hit subscribe. If you listen on iTunes, you can go to athomewithkids.com forward slash iTunes. Um, And then I want you to leave a rating and review. Now, most of the platforms don't allow you to do this, but iTunes does. So leave a rating and a review. So you're just going to scroll down to where it says add a review, leave a little message for me so I can read it. And um, if you like the podcast, click the amount of stars you want to click and that's the rating. And third, um, the last thing you're going to do is just take a screenshot of you listening to the podcast or however you want to do that and tag me. I'm at Jenna Arvidson on Instagram and then write, I subscribed. And that way I can see who's on there and I can connect with you on Instagram and also know how to choose a random winner. So make sure you do that. Tag me at Jenna Arvidson on Instagram and write, I subscribed. And that way I can get to choose the random winner from there. I'm going to choose the winner on February 27th, 2020. So if you're listening to that in real time, you're likely listening to it on the day that I'm choosing the winner. So rush over there and make sure that you enter in time. If it's past that date, then this has already passed, but hopefully I'll do some more giveaways in the future. So that's it. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review, and then take some kind of screenshot and tag me at Jenna Arvidson on Instagram and write, I subscribed, and then I will choose a lucky winner. All right, now let's dive in. All right, so today's episode is all about traveling light with kids. Now, before I dive into some tips for this, I just wanted to tell you a little story. The first time we flew with all three of our kids, my husband and I, we had three, a three-year-old, we had a one-year-old, and we had an infant. So we thought we needed car seats and diapers and a pack and play and snacks and lollipops in case their ears were popping and clothes and extra clothes in case they had, you know, some kind of explosion on the airplane, plus strollers and a baby carrier and everything else that we could think of. And I remember thinking, are we sure about this? Like traveling with kids might just be too hard. Maybe we should wait until they get bigger and they're more self-sufficient. But being the very frugal family that we are, 
We also knew that this would be the only time we would ever be able to take our family of five somewhere and only pay for three tickets. Because at that point we had two kids under two and they were each considered lap children and didn't require a ticket as long as they sat on our laps. So we went ahead and went for it. Now, traveling light didn't seem like an option, but we figured out lots of different ways that we could lighten our load a little bit. And I wanna share some of those ways with you in case you are not wanting to travel because it feels super overwhelming, which it does, or maybe you have already traveled a lot, but it is hard and you're carrying tons of bags and you just wish there was a simpler way. So I'm gonna share some of my insights in hopes that they will help you get your family out more, whether it's for a weekend or camping or for a week long vacation, whatever it might be. Hopefully these tips are valuable for you. So my very first tip is that I want you to try and pack light. Now I know that sounds really, really hard at first if you're not used to packing light, but one thing my husband and I did is we looked at what was gonna cost us extra. And a lot of times we fly Frontier and they charge for any bags other than what fits under your seat. So we decided that we were gonna make sure we did not have any bags that didn't fit under our seat. So we had one backpack per person, basically. When our kids were tiny and they were lap children, they allowed us to bring a diaper bag as long as it fit under the seat, or we could put it in the above carry-on for the kids that didn't have tickets. And then my son, who did need a ticket, could use his backpack. So they still allowed us to bring a diaper bag. So we had one bag per person even when they were little. And now that they're getting bigger and they all have their own tickets, they each have their own backpack. So what this allowed us to do is not only did it save us some money because we didn't have to pay for extra bags, but it also made getting through the airport so much easier because each person carried their own backpack. And even my youngest um, from the time he was two and on, he could carry his own backpack. We just packed a small one. If he needed a little break, we would carry it for him. But for the most part, they're capable of carrying their own bags as long as it's not a giant monster bag. So think about how you might be able to pack as light as you can. Maybe you need to take one carry-on or something like that, or look at the regulations for the airplane that you're flying and try to make it so that you don't have to pack extra bags and get charged extra. I'm going to link a video to this episode so you can see kind of what I pack in the bags and how that works. And I'll do it for a week long trip so that you can kind of see what we do. Now, a couple things to keep in mind. We always try to make sure that there will be laundry facilities somewhere when we take a trip. So unless it's a short trip like camping, we don't worry about that at all. We just let our kids wear dirty clothes if needed, but most of the time we have enough clothes for trips like that. But if it's like a week long trip, we don't pack enough outfits for them to go the entire seven days in different clothes. So we just pack a few outfits for each kid, knowing that we may have to do laundry along the way, or they can wear something more than once. So we mix and match their outfits. And that usually works pretty well. Now, a standard I kind of go by for myself to pack light is I try to pack three outfits where everything can be interchanged. So three pairs of pants and three tops, 
where all the pants go with all the tops. And this way I can make several outfits out of the three items. If I get them dirty, I may need to do laundry, but I try to do just three outfits, maybe four if it's gonna be extended or if I need a fancier outfit for some reason. So try to minimize the amount of outfits that you bring for yourself and your children, knowing that maybe you can do laundry while you're there and make sure that everything within what you're packing can mix and match so that you can have multiple outfits available. Then on top of the three outfits, I usually pack some kind of sweater for my kids and for myself. And then depending on where we're going, maybe a light jacket if we're gonna need an extra layer. So those are some things to keep in mind, but I am going to link a video, so make sure to go to the show notes. You can visit those by going to athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 42, and you'll get to see that video there of how exactly I pack, but those are some of my standards. Now, for the baby items or big kid items that you might have to take if you have a toddler or smaller, like car seats or a pack and play, those kinds of items, a couple things you can do to minimize that is you could check with the hotel or rental property that you're going to be staying at and see if they have a pack and play available. A lot of times they will, so you can check in on that. The car seats, one thing that we did when our kids were really tiny and needed those big car seats is we stayed only at places where we could walk wherever we wanted to get. And for some of you, that sounds crazy. It's a vacation. You maybe don't want to be walking everywhere. But this made life so much easier because we did not have to rent a car and we didn't have to haul those big, huge car seats around with us in the airport. So we would stay places like maybe at the beach where we could walk to the beach every day and there were a couple restaurants around us. Or one year we stayed in Balboa Park in San Diego and we could walk to SeaWorld and we could walk to the beach from there. So we had a couple options of what to do. So look for places where you might be able to walk to enough places and you don't have to rent a car. It's really hard when you have little tiny ones to do like an Uber or a taxi or something like that. So that might not be a choice. There is a lot of times some public transportation options like buses and things like that where you can bring your little tiny kids on without the car seats. So you could check into that as well. But we tried to make a point of not having to carry those big car seats with us. Now that they're bigger and they're all in the booster seats, we usually do take those and we check those in. Most airlines will not charge you for pack and plays, strollers, or car seats. Um, A lot of them, actually, I should say this, a lot of them have changed and are charging you for pack and plays now. So check into that. But strollers and car seats are usually included. So you can check those for free. The other really nice thing about most air flights is that you can check your strollers in at the gate. So you can push your kids all the way through the airport and check it at the gate and they'll tag it and put it down below the airplane for you there. And that way you're not carrying your kids through the airport when you have the little tiny kids. You can stroll them through, which came in really handy for us when we were planning to walk a lot and not rent a car. We would bring two umbrella strollers for our two older kids and we'd push them through the airport and then I would wear my youngest kid on me in our baby carrier. And then when we got to our destination, we would do the same thing. I'd wear the youngest one and we'd each push a child in the umbrella stroller. So that made it pretty easy as well. So you might have to be a little bit creative if you have lots of littles and think through how you can manage the car seats and pack and plays so you don't have to bring the big stuff. 
So packing light is super important when it comes to any kind of travel with kids. So challenge yourself to go with less stuff than you think you need. The other thing I used to bring way too much of is snacks. I would think I needed like two days worth of snacks for the airplane or in case they got hungry while we were in transition somewhere. And the truth is just grab one granola bar and maybe a sucker or something that lasts a little while or gum if your kids are bigger and throw it in their backpack or just feed them lunch right before you go and get food when you get there. Kids really are okay for a little while without food. I have a hard time believing that and often pack too many snacks, but that is something that you can go without, especially if you're not traveling very far. My second tip is to simplify what you see and do while you're on your trip. A lot of times we feel like if we're taking our kids somewhere, we have to see it all. We need to go to all the places. We need to let them experience everything that's in that place. But that runs us all ragged. You're going to have cranky kids, cranky parents. You're all going to be exhausted. And it's not really a vacation that way. It does not make it simple. It makes it really hard. So when you go somewhere... Think of one or two things that you really want to experience with your kids and do that and try not to do anything extra. If you have extra energy or one day you realize you want to do something else, then go ahead and do it. But don't plan to see every single thing you can possibly see. It's just too much. It's too much on you and it's too much on your kids. And to be totally honest, most of these trips we take with our little kids they're not gonna remember a ton from, they're just gonna remember the time with you if they remember any of it. It's more for you to watch them have fun. So choose a couple things you really want to see them enjoy. For us, a lot of times that's the beach because we live in Colorado and we're landlocked and if we can get somewhere with sand, we spend every day there just digging. And we just allow our kids to enjoy sitting around, playing in the water and playing on the sand and we don't worry about the bigger things. But for you, it might be something totally different. Just look for small opportunities to really enjoy the trip with your kids. And don't worry so much about seeing everything or trying to fit everything in. My third tip is to set a budget and stick to it. Now, a lot of times travel is very, very stressful for us because of the money. So when we think about saving for a trip, we set a specific budget that we know we're gonna need and we don't take that trip until we reach that amount and we stick to it. We don't do extra things that are gonna go above and beyond that budget. So make sure that when you're thinking about traveling with your kids that you're not overextending yourself. If you can't do a week-long vacation, go for a night to a local hotel. Those kinds of experiences are just as valuable to your kids and will be way less stressful to you if you don't have the money in your budget to do something bigger right now and it's completely okay. So think about what budget you can actually set and then make sure to stick to it. My fourth tip is to not bring home more than you take with you. So when you pack light and you only take a backpack each, you don't have a lot of extra room to bring back a bunch of trinkets and souvenirs. You've gotta be really mindful about the things that you pick up on your trip. And it's okay not to bring anything home. You don't have to bring sweatshirts and t-shirts and keychains and all kinds of things home with you on a trip. It's okay to do that sometimes, but you don't need to bring all that extra stuff home with you. Just enjoy the memories that you have while you're there and bring back what you took with you. And I promise your life will be simpler than if you tried to bring a bunch of things back home with you. 
Tip number five is to be intentional about where you go and what you do and not to worry about what other people are doing. So if all your friends right now are planning for a Disney cruise, but that sounds huge and expensive and overwhelming for you, you don't have to do that. You don't have to take your kids to these big elaborate places. You can design vacations around the things that really matter to you and that you value. Disneyland or Disney World might be something you really want your kids to experience, and that is great. But don't plan your vacation just because of what you see everybody else doing and giving to their kids. Your kids just want time with you, so just be intentional about what that looks like. If you want to go to a national park and spend a few days hiking because that's more in line with what you value and what you want your kids to experience, do that instead of the theme parks. It's totally up to you nobody else what kind of vacation that you take. So be intentional with this decision. And my sixth tip, my last tip, is that you just start small. So when my kids were really tiny, before my third was even born, we really wanted to camp with our kids from a young age, but it seemed big for me to take our little tiny kids camping. And so we literally started in our driveway. We popped up a little tent trailer in the driveway knowing that if we did not make it through the night we could just go inside and it would be no big deal. From there we went to a little piece of land that we own that's just about 20 minutes away from our house and we made a little fire pit and we set up our tent trailer and we camped a couple days there and that was pretty safe because we knew we weren't far from home and if something happened we knew where everything was and could get home easily, get to a doctor easily, whatever came up. So. If you start small and take little baby steps, you're gonna feel more confident with your ability to travel with your kids. So like a 20 hour road trip is probably not the first trip that you should take if you wanna start small and simplify the whole process. So think in terms of stair steps. If you are having trouble traveling with your kids because it feels too big, go small, start there, and then work your way up to the bigger trips that you want. If you are listening to this podcast in real time, then it is the end of February 2020 and you are likely looking at spring break coming up sometime soon if you have school age kids or maybe the weather's just getting a little bit warmer where you live. And so I hope you take some of these tips and really try to get out with your kids this summer and If you've been too scared to travel on an airplane or take a big trip, do a smaller trip and see how it goes and then move yourself forward from there. But make sure you're getting out of your house with your kids, whether that's staying the night at somebody else's house, you can just swap houses for the night or go to a local hotel or go somewhere further or even camping. Get out with your kids and try to make it really light and enjoyable. Don't try to get everything in and don't take your whole house with you. I promise you're going to be fine without all the extra stuff. So hopefully you listen to this and you are ready to take on some travel with your kids. Don't forget there's going to be a video about how to pack light because I know that's kind of a big deal when we're thinking about traveling. So make sure you check that out. The link is in the show notes so you can visit athomewithkids.com forward slash episode 42. And I'd also love for you to come there and leave some comments and tell me how you simplify travel with your kids so that I can use those and share them with our community as well. 
Thank you so much for listening today. Don't forget to go follow me on Instagram and say hi. I'm at Jenna Arvidsson, and I'd love to chat with you there. And also, if you haven't already visited my website, make sure to go there and find a bunch of free resources that might help simplify something in your life. So you can go to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources and see what's there and see if something will help you with budgeting or meal planning or cleaning or just decluttering and organizing. There's tons of resources and I know you'll find something that could benefit you. Thanks again for listening. I'm so honored that you're here and I cannot wait to talk to you next week. Take care. You just listened to an episode of The Simple Home. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. I feel truly honored to be a small part of your life. Please take a moment to give a rating and write a quick review on iTunes. That will help this podcast reach more people, and I appreciate the feedback. We meet here every week, so hit subscribe so you know when the newest episode goes live. And for more practical tips on simplifying motherhood, visit athomewithkids.com. I can't wait to talk to you next time.